Happy New Year. It is time for the NBA Strategy Show. It is 2021 finally, Josh. Uh, I went out a little bit last night. I went out way early, way early. I don't do the nighttime uh, New Year's Eve because after being in the uh, nightclub promotion game for a long time, you learn to hate days like New Year's Eve. Yeah, um, I, I don't ever go out for New Year's. Uh, we did 5.30 p.m. dinner reservations. We were back at the house by 8. I was asleep long before the ball drops. I don't need that holiday in my life, um, especially right now in COVID times. But adios 2020, time for 2021. <laughs> time to win some money today. Yeah, man. Uh, I w- was not necessarily the grace of nice for me. Did not have enough of uh, Rishon Holmes for the Kings. I was watching that Kings uh, Rockets game last night, primarily because I wanted to see what did regular season wall Harden ball look like. Yeah. And I mean, look, James Harden, he went out there and does what James Harden does. Jimbo Slice looking absolutely <laughs> terrible out there. It's oh my god, I mean, he just he doesn't look like the same human being. It was weird seeing them play in the light blue uniforms last night. Didn't look at all like oh, Houston. It's oh, just yeah. it's just really really weird. Uh, they just he needs to get shipped out of there. Uh, it, it's just it's going to be better for the league when he's just not in Houston any longer. Yeah, I was sitting there going these uniforms. I'm like, are they paying homage to the Houston Oilers here? Like it was, it was really weird to watch. I was like, I was trying to like, I, I would think if you're doing a city uniform, would it be like all red? You would think now I just want the Texans to turn into the Oilers. I miss the Oilers color scheme. That was good. Like the, the Titans changed it up too much. I miss the Houston Oilers. Yeah, man. It's been, it's been a long time since uh, the Oilers were in Houston. I know. I know. It's whew. what up. Warren Moon. I remember being a kid when they blew that lead in, in uh, Buffalo. Insane. Insane. Yeah. Frank Reich. Uh, oh, God. The amount of times that I used Frank Reich and Tecmo Super Bowl after that. Just countless. <laughs> countless. But, of course, uh, we are here to talk about today's NBA slate. Of course, come up here today on Awesome Josh is going to continue after us with the NFL Strategy Show. Then at 4.45 p.m., we've got the NBA Deeper Dive. And then right at 6 o'clock, it'll be live before lock. So, uh, of course, you guys know what to do. Be sure to hit that thumbs up button or you know what Josh is going to do. You know what he's going to yeah. do. So uh, be sure to hit that thumbs up button. Uh, if you're not subscribed to the channel, you got to subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you know when a new video is live and up there. Uh, let's get it kicked off. Memphis and Charlotte. Uh, I've watched a little bit of Charlotte. I would tell you the guy that I always kind of tend to with Charlotte is Gordon Hayward. But what's your kind of take on uh, let's start on the Charlotte side of this one. Yeah, uh, not a ton of ownership coming in on the Hornets side. Uh, Gordon Hayward is at 16% on DraftKings. Nobody else is north of 10% on either FanDuel or DK. Although if you want to round PJ Washington up, that's fine. He's at 9.9. And I think that's about right. I mean, Memphis is wildly shorthanded right now. But I just, this Charlotte team is just like a sea of dudes that are priced between 5 and 6 K. The best value that I see on FanDuel is probably P.J. Washington at 6,300. If LaMelo Ball is getting additional minutes now, he saw the minutes boost in the last game. If that's real, I like him for 5 K. On the DraftKings side, it's kind of just like P.J. Washington and Gordon Hayward for me, but there's not a lot of ownership here, and I think that's kind of warranted. It's just not for me. Do you see anything from the Hornets? This is, I want to, LaMelo Ball to me, he's like a, boom bust candidate every game just because there's going to be nights where he may you know he may go you know six of 11 but there may be nights he goes like 
two of 11. Like, to oh, me, yeah. he's the ultimate boom bust. I mean, I know the other day, like, he was a guy that I kept looking at, looking at, looking at. I didn't go with him, but I, I, I find myself, you know, Gordon Hayward just, I mean, on DK at 7,100, this is a guy that if you look at this Hornets team, a guy that's going to go for 40-plus points, to me, I'm looking at Gordon Hayward every time. Yeah, 7,100 is a really nice price tag for him. FanDuel, on the other hand, where he's 8,100, a little bit less so. Uh, that one, to me, I just is, is really difficult to get to. But Gordon Hay- coming out of my Sims, Gordon Hayward shows up in the optimal about 10% of the time. It's a little bit owned more than that, but I don't mind getting to him because 7,100, that price tag works. I can't pay that extra 1,000 on FanDuel, though. Like Charlotte's one of these rosters around the league that I just don't understand. They're like one of my more confusing teams. Of, I mean, obviously you're in that area, so you're very yes. well aware of this. Like you just look at this roster. Like I've been going with Biz- Bizback Biombo as a Magic fan. I remember way too much of Bizback Biombo. He is what he is. He's a guy that's going to get your rebounds and he's going to lay lay in. I mean, if he gets you ten points, you know, and then twelve boards, you're pretty happy if you roster. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He, you know, you, you kind of know exactly what you're getting from him every time out. It's all about the minutes. Uh, in this case, I'm giving him like 29 and he's a perfectly functional last guy into your lineup, you know, three percenter type guy if you're playing 150. But it's just like a, this whole team is just guys that are like two spots ahead of where they should be on the roster. Like Gordon Hayward. Well, let's just say Gordon Hayward's the best guy on the Hornets. He should probably be like the third best guy on a good team. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is just multiple levels ahead of where they should be. And that's why they've they're bad now. And they've been bad for years. I mean, we look at the other side of this game, Memphis last game out was the first time we saw what they would look like without John Moran, of course, out three to five weeks. And of course, everyone was on Tyus Jones. We're, we're seeing that ownership once again, uh, as we do the show here on, on early Friday morning, the ownership is high as there 5,100 on DK 5,700 on FanDuel though. I'm a little nervous about this game. I have a few of these guys uh, quite a bit lower than the ownership that's coming in. Joe Val, Brandon Clark, Dylan Brooks, Tyus Jones, all about 15% owned on FanDuel. Tyus Jones is at 25% on DraftKings. Dylan Brooks is at 21. Kyle Anderson is at 13. That one makes some sense to me. I think they're getting a little bit over-owned, but at the same time, there's a lot of minutes to go around right now. This team is walking wounded. No Morant, no Jaron Jackson. I feel like I'm missing somebody else. Obviously, no Justice Winslow, but who the hell knows when that guy's actually going to be out on the floor. As weird as this sounds, and this is going to be relative to ownership, the guy that I like the most is Desmond Bain. 3,700 on FanDuel, 3,700 on DraftKings. Not picking up any ownership at all. That's the kind of value play on a 10-game slate that I would be happy to get a little bit different on because... I think Joe Val's a little overowned. I don't know what they're going to do with Tyus Jones. Uh, I assume he's still going to play. I mean, I expected him to play north of 30 minutes. He didn't. I've got him in for 32 now. I think that number could be higher. He's 5,100, though, on DraftKings. He's a guy I want to have, but not nearly as much as the field. One of the notes that I liked, and of course, News Guy is always putting these notes in, in our premium Slack account, which if you're a member, you got to go in there and, and join the conversation. And News Guy just puts all these great little nuggets out there. Yeah. And the other day, right before their game in Boston, he put the nugget out there that Kyle Anderson also is going to work with the ball as the main ball handler. So I think, you know, even at 6,000, him you know, controlling the ball on some possessions, I like that as well. 
Yeah, I have him as my second best play coming from Memphis, at least on the DraftKings side. The 6K price tag works. I think his ownership is about neutral. It should be where it is. He definitely sees a step up in usage, a step up in assist rate when the traditional point guard is not on the floor. He's certainly more involved with the distribution. He's never fun to roster, um, but at the very least, I don't mind getting to him when the team is a little thin. Do you prefer Dylan Brooks over uh, Ty Jones? I prefer Dylan Brooks over Tyus Jones on FanDuel. I prefer Tyus Jones to Dylan Brooks on DraftKings. Both of them are super close. Brooks has crazy usage when these guys are off the floor. Without uh, without Jaw, without Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks has a usage rate north of 30% over the last year and a half. So he's going to be out there gunning. The problem is he's just not going to do anything else. He's like one of the most empty stat lines in basketball. So I like getting to him, but... If he's like eight of 28 from the field, that's not going to feel all that fun, but he's certainly going to keep gunning, even if it's not going in. The center position here with Fallon Junis, uh, 8,300 on DK over on Fandle. He's 7,700. Uh, you know, we got a 10 game slate. So are you looking to pay down at center or do you feel like Jonas could be a guy that, uh, you know, you, you like at his price point? I think he's a little overpriced on DraftKings. Uh, on FanDuel, it's a little bit more reasonable. I have one center. I guess I could spoil it now. So Thomas Bryant is standing out most to me across both sites. Today feels like a day that other than Thomas Bryant, at least right now, I'm just going to be rotating through everybody. I think these guys all look pretty similar given their price tags. So whether it's Jokic or Bam or Gobert at the top, or if you work your way down and get, I don't know, like Tristan Thompson, something like that. I don't have anybody that stands out to me more than Thomas Bryant. So Joe Val is a guy that is probably like a five to 10 percenter if you're max entering. Yeah. We'll talk about a little bit later with no Westbrook tonight as he's not playing on back-to-backs this year. That is something we're going to pay attention to. Of course, uh, the calendar did turn over to 2021 at midnight and we got a great promo to kick off 2021 where you get 21 days of also plus for only $20. When you use a promo code 2021 at checkout, that gives you access to all the great tools and content we have over here at awesome.com. You know, of course you got to pay attention to ownership projection. Of course, those projections that Alex has out there. And, uh, you know, it's something I use every day. Josh uses it every day. And if you love Osmo and you want to make a longer commitment, we're giving you 20% off an Osmo Plus yearly platinum pass with the promo code HAPPY. This will be our only discount on the yearly pass all year. So don't miss out. Great offers over there. Check it out there, right there. You see right there at the bottom of the screen, Tyler's got it up there. So check out that promo over at awesomeo.com. Let's move on. We got Boston and Detroit. Someone mentioned it's like Boston's uh, commentators, how, how they were kind of throwing some jabs in there. As, as someone who watches a ton of various basketball on League Pass, Scalberina may be one of my favorite color analysts around the league. I want to pour one out for Tommy Heinsohn. I'm going to miss his calls when I'm watching uh, any sort of local feed from Boston. I do love listening to the Boston guys, though. It, it's always fun. It's always fun to get like an impassioned color guy for the fan base, particularly the Celtics, who are like natural Homer tendencies for any anybody talking about the Celtics. It's fun. Oh, I was watching the Wizards game um, the other night when they were up uh, by 17 on the Magic, heading to the fourth quarter. I don't know who the color commentator was, but he start, they come back from break. It started fourth quarter. He goes, why is Beal and Bryant on the bench? We're going to blow this lead. And the lead was gone about two minutes later. 
Yeah, there's not a lot of talent there in Washington. 0-5 to start the season, not not the best look. But, hey, at least Russell Westbrook can still get triple-doubles. Now, when we talk about the Celtics, I think we got to start off with Jalen Brown of what he has done this year. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, Tatum, you know, coming off a game that if you roster him, you weren't exactly happy. But Jalen Brown has been a stud this year. He's been going crazy. Usage rate through the roof. It looks like he's taken a step forward. I feel like I'm projecting him a little bit higher than I normally would. With that said, 7,900 on FanDuel, I think he's going a bit over-owned. I would rather just get to Jason Tatum at comparable ownership. Same sort of story on DraftKings. He's just not getting as much ownership, though. 8,100. I think his stats normalize a little bit. I think he's a. I think it's been a little bit of a heater so far. I just don't, especially on a 10-game slate, I don't want to go all the way over 8K on DK for Jalen Brown. So he's like... I think he's properly owned at 5%. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the rest of the Boston, I, I was on Daniel Thijs the other night a little bit, and I got really nervous about two minutes into that game. He hurts his hand, uh, and then uh, Grant Williams ends up coming in, but he, he comes back in there. Um, in terms of, obviously, when everyone's going to look at Tatum and Brown. What else on the Celtics sticks out to you? Uh, Tristan Thompson, 4,300 on FanDuel, 4,200 on DraftKings. Not much ownership on FanDuel, uh, about 10% on DK. Played 26.8 minutes the last time that he was out there, sat out uh, the second half of the back-to-back. They're going to be tame with his minutes moving forward. I gave him that same 26 minutes. I think that's going to be the goal uh, as the season goes forward, especially against a team like Detroit where Mason Plumlee is going to play north of 30 minutes. Tristan Thompson can be out there for a large chunk of Plumlee's minutes. It's not like he's getting stretched to the three-point line on Plumlee with any sort of regularity. So I think Tristan Thompson relative to salary is probably my favorite option from the Celtics. And then I'll once again mention that if Peyton Pritchard is fully unowned, I will happily take like a three to 4% stance on Peyton Pritchard because I think they really like him and he's going to play north of 20 minutes. What's your thoughts on Jeff Teague? Obviously with no Kimba Walker, and we'll, we'll see when he comes back. This is a guy that for whatever reason, I just, I don't want to roster him. He's getting, you know, around 20 ish minutes uh, a game, but what's your take on him? I mean, obviously there's, he's at a salary of 4,200 on DK. Yeah, if if Peyton Pritchard and, Je- and Jeff Teague are both going to be available and Pritchard is a couple hundred dollars cheaper, then I'll just go to Pritchard over Teague. I, I don't see a scenario where I would be getting to much Jeff Teague unless we-, we need to see like Marcus Smart be out and Teague take a minutes bump up. But if he's just going to be around 4K, that's that's not a spot for me, especially on a 10 gamer. Now, on the other side of the equation, Detroit. uh I mean, I, I want to be nice. They're just not a good team. They're just, I, I, I don't know why it is. I have found myself watching Detroit basketball on League Pass. Don't ask me why, Josh. Don't ask me why. Probably they might reach I out just, to you. I, I guess a lot of people probably aren't doing that. <laughs> because I, I guess it's more of sometimes I just find myself rostering, uh, you know, a good amount of players <laughs> in those games. Um, obviously, Blake Griffin did not do what we hoped the, the other night. Uh, I know in our premium Slack count, you, you mentioned about Jeremy Crown, Mason Plumlee. I remember the other night you had said, watch, he's going to get four assists. I think he ended up like six assists, uh, you know. And then, of course, uh, Killian Hayes, I think, is, you know, a lot of people just want to forget about him at this point. He is questionable tonight. So if we can actually forget about him, that makes someone like Derek Rose a little bit more interesting. But you, you hit on it before. Uh, I mentioned it in Slack. Jeremy Grant is 4% owned on FanDuel. I think that number should be more like 17. He is probably my favorite GPP play of the day right now. And uh, we just like, we kind of need to dig into it because 
he's not the same Jeremy. Like if you're projecting him using anything that he's ever done in the past, you got to go a different direction. 30% usage rate his last time out. He took 21 shots in his last game, 20 the game before that. This dude is gunning. This is why he took his role. Like this is why he wanted to go to the Pistons. He just wanted to be a different player and he's playing like a different player. The usage is massive. The rates are all significantly higher than they normally are. Like he was a 0.8 fantasy point per minute guy heading into this season, he's not that guy in the role that he has for the Pistons. I think he's underpriced on both sides, 6,700 on FanDuel, 68 on DK. This is one of the guys that I'll have a lot of exposure to because it seems like the public just isn't there. 4% ownership on FanDuel and two on DraftKings. You mentioned about uh, Mason Plumley. You know, he's getting 30 points, you know, per game on both slates. We're talking about DraftKings or, or on FanDuel. You, you look at 5,700 on DK. 6200 on, on FanDuel. I guess start on the FanDuel side of it. Do, do you want to have some Plumley at center, or, or do you want to go somewhere else? Happy to go to Plumley. Not really put, pulling that much ownership. 4% on FanDuel. Uh, he's at 10% on DraftKings. I think that looks a little bit more reasonable, but that's because he's 5700 Those prices are just a little silly. Look, he's going to play north of 30 minutes. He does a lot. Uh, you mentioned my call for Mason Plumley a couple games ago. In the comment section of my Contenders video, People were surprised that I had him projected for north of four and a half assists. But when you look at just his per game stats from the past, it's because he was only playing 18 minutes a game behind Nikola Jokic. Now he's playing north of 30. He's involved in the offense from a facilitation standpoint. This is a guy that's probably going to average around five assists for the year if he's playing 30 minutes a game. Uh, He does enough. It's basically a a guaranteed or at least close to a double double plus some assist upside. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to be getting to Plumlee. I'm going to be getting to Grant. There's a lot to like here. Josh Jackson, DeLon Wright. If Killian Hayes ends up out, you got to take a look at uh, Derek Rose. It's not going to be fun because they're really bad and Boston's not, but unfortunately it's DFS and I'm just trying to buy fantasy points. I'll tell you, I mentioned about an article that we have over on the site today that, that Eric wrote and it was about, the amount of blowouts we are seeing. Yeah. And I think this is a game that's got that potential written all over it. Um, so I think that's where you guys start thinking about is if it is a blowout, who's on the court for Detroit for extended minutes. I think you see Sadiq Bay pick up a couple extra minutes uh, rookie. After that, it gets kind of squirrely. Like maybe Isaiah Stewart, he'll probably be the, he's a flat minimum on FanDuel 3,100 on DraftKings. I've got him in for 16 minutes if that number gets north of 20 because of a blowout, I think that's possible. Uh, you just assume that it's going to be like the non-starters and then whoever's young. Um, Killian Hayes could see some of that blowout run if he's playing. I mean, like it's not going to be Derek Rose. It's not going to be Mason Plumley. Those guys aren't going to be out there. Seku probably picks up a little bit of additional run. I don't think they're all that viable on a 10-game slate, but something to pay attention to. You know, and the other thing to pay attention to is, and especially with, you know, the these playoff contenders of, you know, you know there's going to be some wrestling of players. You, yeah. you just know it's going to happen. I mean, we're we're seeing it throughout the league, so that's something I, I will pay attention to there. Uh, moving on, next up, we got a, a matchup that I feel like uh, definitely is going to be a part of the screen process tonight, and that is Miami and Dallas. Of course, uh, obviously, the story with Miami has been about you know Jimmy Butler's uh, status and and when he's in the game, when he's you know, and obviously not being in there. Uh, Duncan Robinson is a guy that I really like. I mean, he's just a, a plain shooter. I have a feeling. I don't think he's on the Heat a year from now. I, I think you're going to see him get a massive contract just because he can shoot. Yeah, he's going to get 
he's going to get a lot of money in the offseason, north of $20 million a year. Uh, it's going to be really great. People are going to be shocked when it happens, but oh. it, it's going to happen. I think he – I would not be sh- shocked. He's a Dallas Maverick next year with a $100 million contract. If they can get off the Dwight Powell money, although he's been looking pretty good, I assume that he was going to be a real problem coming off that Achilles tear, but it uh, doesn't appear to be the case. That was a contract that I was surprised they handed out two years ago and was certainly not looking good last January when he tore the Achilles. Uh, might be a little bit better now. I, uh, Robinson would be an incredible fit uh, with Luca's ability to get into the paint. Yeah. It, you cannot leave mm-hmm. Duncan Robinson. He's like a 50% catch-and-shoot guy. It's insane. Yeah, they, they've, yeah, they've got $34 million in cap space. But, you know, when you look at this Miami team, uh, we've all been all over Tyra Hero, especially on FanDuel. FanDuel has raised that price. You know, he was 4500 Now he's 5300 He's 6,500 on DK. Yeah, I don't really see anything from Miami today as super interesting. Um, If Butler is back, and it appears that he is, these guys are all just sort of either priced a little bit higher than they should be or neutral-ish plays. Like, Tyler Hero is my favorite play on FanDuel. I think he's in the optimal 9% of the time. So it's not like I'm going to go crazy for it. He's already projected for more ownership, as is Jimmy Butler. I don't have anybody north of 10% on the DraftKings side either. I think Jimmy Butler's probably going over-owned for the game. But uh, this will be one of the teams that I am least on tonight. I, I just don't see it for Miami. What about Bam? I'm surprised to see him only be 4% owned on FanDuel, 6% on DK. I think those numbers are slightly low. So if he's 6% on DK, if I end up with 10 to 12, like to me, that works. But I think he's just like properly priced. It's a good spot against Dallas, though. There's not really anybody on that side that can check him. It's not Dwight Powell, that's for sure. Like it's also like with the heat, you know, get, I think like most of us, we got burned on Gordon Drogic earlier in the week when he only yeah. you know, played nine minutes. Uh, and of course that weird, that, that back-to-back scheduling, we got another one of those games Ugh. come up here later of kind of a, a weird way this NBA season is playing out. But like, you know, if Jimmy Butler's in, but if he's not, you know, Avery Bradley's probably back in the starting lineup, 4K on DK and then over on, on FanDuel, he's 3,900. Yeah, they're also like the most difficult team to try to figure out. They can really play like any of 14 different dudes. One day you might see mm-hmm. Kelly Olynyk play 25 minutes and the other day he just fully sits out. Uh, they're going to be working Precious in as basically the backup center. It could be a day where he just doesn't play those backup center minutes and it ends up being somehow Myers Leonard or Myers Leonard plays two minutes to start a game, gets yanked and doesn't see the floor again. Uh, They're going to be playing matchups and playing through rotations every day. And they're one of those few teams in the league where I don't think that there's anything we can do to have more information for the heat. Spolster's just going to do different things and we're not going to know it until it happens. Yeah, that's that's the frustrating thing with this heat. Let's look at the other side with the Mavericks. Of course, it all starts with Luca. The the big question is just are you paying up for Luca? 10-3 on DK, 11-3 on FanDuel. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I like him more on FanDuel than I do on DraftKings, uh, even though he is 11-3, but one of the top options of the day, one of the few guys to be north of 10% in my Sims. Um there's enough value out there on this 10 game or plenty of it at each position that being able to pay up for either him or Giannis, uh, Kawhi, any of the Lakers guys, there's enough value out there to get to one or two of them. And uh, I see no reason not to go to Luca, especially because I expect this game to be close. Uh, you should assume to see Luca 35 plus minutes. 
Um, I don't mind that it's a difficult matchup against Miami because he's Luka Doncic. It's all running through him. He's like a 1.45 fantasy point per minute guy. If he's on a heater, you're going to want him. And today feels like a day you're going to want him. I mean, look, as long as poor Zingas is on the sidelines and, you know, looks like potentially next month or earlier this month is when he could come back. I mean, every, like you mentioned, you know, the ball's always going to be in Luca's hands. I mean, my question always with Dallas is, okay, which one of these shooters is going to have the open threes? Yeah, it could be Josh Richardson, DFS, if it's uh, Trey Burke, Max, he's not playing a ton of minutes. Also questionable. That's something that we'll probably want to keep an eye on. I don't maybe James Johnson is like the biggest guy to benefit from that. Maybe like Wes Awundu. I don't, it, if, if Maxi ends up out, I don't think that it changes anything really, but it certainly takes Maxi off the table. Although I don't know if he's really on, he's just 19 minutes, 17 minutes and 21 minutes in the last three games. I expected him to play more than that. Uh, maybe he's just not ready to do that from a physical standpoint. There's just not much for me here other than Josh Richardson is two and a half percent owned on FanDuel 5,400. He's 4,900 on DraftKings. That's where he's getting properly owned. Uh, don't sleep on Jay Rich on FanDuel today. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of, you mentioned about some, like, I look at Trey Burke. I mean, it, the value's there. I mean, it's just a question of, of can he get there to the, those open positions? Um, you know, I, I played a little Dorian Smith throughout this year, but to me, like, if, when I look at it, it's to me, it's, whether I'm playing, how, how much shares am I going to have uh, of Luca? You know, and you know, I tend to play in in, in three max, twenty max type of leagues. Yeah, it, to me, it's it's Luca, and then a little bit of Josh Richardson, and then probably nothing else coming out of this team, at least for this, today. Yeah, and this is the NBA Strategy Show. Of course, we're here for about the next thirty minutes, getting you ready for today's NBA slate. Of course, uh, don't forget deeper dive live before lock starts four forty-five p.m. today. Of course, uh, if there's an opportunity where you miss our shows live, you can check out part of the Osmo Podcast Network. Go to osmo.com/slash/podcast. You get all the links right there. And if you drop a five-star rating and review with your Twitter handle or Osmo username included, you can win a free week of Osmo Plus. That's right. You heard it right there. Win a free week of Osmo Plus. We are giving away a free Osmo Plus pass every week to the person who submits our favorite review. I tend to watch a lot of Josh's contender videos via the podcast network. You know, working around the house, I, I, I pop it right there in the podcast network. So you got to check that out. I like it. I like it. That's a good time to listen to it. Listen to it everywhere, though, by the way, guys. The Awesome NBA feed, it'll end up there. Listen to it there. Listen to it on the full feed. Listen to it on YouTube. If we put it up anywhere else, listen to it there, too. The more views that I can get, the better. Yeah, sometimes, it, look, it helps me figure. I go, okay, what's Josh thinking? Are, are, we on the, are we on the same path? Or you know, sometimes you might be totally different. I'm like, okay, why, why does he see it that way? Then I, got, then I do a deeper dive myself. Well, because I wake up at 5.30 in the morning to do some of these rotations, every once in a while, there's just something that happens because I haven't had enough coffee yet. So if it ever looks super weird, let me know because sometimes I'm just still tired. Not today, though. Tons of energy for 2021. See, I'm with you. I'm, I'm an early riser. I get more yeah. done between 5 and 8 than any other time of the day. Yeah, I feel like every minute is two minutes in the morning. Like, I just, I get everything done. And then 1 o'clock comes, and I feel like I got hit with a tranquilizer dart. Yeah, no, yeah, that they need that afternoon power nap. Uh, you know, we mentioned about the this weird NBA schedule where we have these teams that play each other on back to back nights. Uh, Atlanta and Brooklyn, we saw it the other night. Um, Brooklyn, they can't play defense. I'm just gonna say it. 
They can't play defense. I mean, this is a game that like every week, every time you see Brooklyn on the slate, you got to look at both sides of this because whoever they're playing, they're going to score a ton of points. This is going to be a monster game. 244 total. Uh, That is looks like 13 points clear of the next closest game. Uh, Lots, lots to like here. I love John Collins. I love Trey Young. Uh, Give me some Durant. Give me some Kyrie. Karis LeVert is 2% owned on FanDuel. Maybe that's something we need to talk about. 6,500. Didn't get the minutes bump in the last one. Still came off the bench. I think he's going to be at least a little bit more assertive, but I'm still happy to take that shot. He could roast Atlanta's second unit. It's not like they're good defensively anyway. Yeah, I mean, we I know uh, the other day, I think you were talking about it, just like, you know, how many minutes is he going to get? I mean, you, you got TLC, you know, being in that starting lineup. You know, if you get into a game where Kyrie or Kevin are not in the lineup, that's where obviously Levert's going to be a smash play. He's going to become a chalk play. Um, I mean, look, I'm a big Karis Levert guy. I I think this guy can be amazing. It's kind of interesting the way they're using him in in a backup type role. Um, I mean, look, when you look at Brooklyn, obviously KD and and Kyrie. I mean, I, I looked at, I think FanDuel, they finally caught up on the Kevin Durant ownership. You know, th- those days of 8,500 were amazing. Even at 9,100, slam that in my lineups. He's the most under-owned guy on Brooklyn on either site. Um, projected for 9% ownership on DK at 9,100. I think that should be more like 15. Uh, that's a pretty big disparity given where we're at in the morning. I'm happy to get to Durant. I think Kyrie's probably properly owned there, but this is another spot where, I mean, Karis Levert at 7,100, probably a bit too expensive on DK, just given the role, because if he's not starting, there's sort of a a limit to the amount of minutes that he could even play. I'm giving him 26 today, played 24 the last time out. I I just don't know how else to manage him. Um, I really just prefer the higher end options from Atlanta, in particular, John Collins, Mm -hmm. who is... At 7K on FanDuel at a power forward spot, oh, I'm going to end up with a lot of him. And that's crazy for me because I don't normally end up with John Collins. So that's when I know it's probably like the time to roster him. <laughs> I mean, like on the Brooklyn side, in terms of, you know, players not named Irving, Durant, Lavert, I always tend to look at Joe Harris. I mean, yeah. the guy can just, you know, and especially in this offense, I think he's going to get some good looks at three-pointers. So he's a guy. You look on the Atlanta side, uh, you know, Bogon is somebody at 5,400, you know, I, you know, I, I've, I've rostered Cam Reddish, but I never feel good when I, when I do that. I mean, but yeah, it, it all starts with Trey Young. I mean, obviously you got to pay a premium to get the Trey Young. Um, you know, I guess, you know, ultimately the question is, are you going to, you know, if you're putting Trey Young in your lineup, are you going to a stars and scrubs type, you know, roster construction? Yeah, on DraftKings, you kind of have to. Uh, 10-1 for Trey Young. Only pulling 7% ownership, though. I think Atlanta as a whole on DK going under own, whether it's Trey Young, John Collins, Bogdanovich, even like Reddish not getting any love, Kevin Herter not getting any love, Clint Capella not getting any love, Capella on the minutes limit likely. So that one makes some sense. But I think that these guys should be getting more ownership just in general. Like Trey Young and Collins are picking some up on FanDuel. This is a monster total. There are a ton of fantasy points to go around. Um, I Like if DeAndre Hunter ends up out, I believe he's questionable today. Um, and we already are going to be without Danilo Gallinari, no Rajon Rondo either. Uh, if Hunter ends up out, you're going to have to really take a look at Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, maybe even Solomon Hill, flat minimum on FanDuel. Of course, uh, be sure to smash that like button. We've only got uh, 92 likes and a little over 500 people. 
You see, you just see Josh shaking that head. You better smash that, that thumbs up button right now. Let's get those likes over 150 here in, in the next couple of minutes. Of course, we're getting you ready for today's slate of NBA action. Uh, Bulls and Bucks. Uh, I was on the auto porter train yesterday, which I think pretty much everyone was on the auto porter train yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Zach Levine is obviously a guy to look at. I mean, 7,600 on DK. I just, I, I love that value there. Uh, you're going to have to have a lot of the Chicago Bulls tonight, which is scary given the fact that they are like 15 point dogs against the the Bucks. But Otto Porter at 4,400 on FanDuel, 5,600 on DraftKings. You're going to need him in both spots. Uh, might be a little over owned on FanDuel, but still one of the best value plays. Thad Young is 3,700. So long that he as he's playing on the back to back, I think he's an incredible value on both sides. Clearly, you know what you're getting out of Zach Levine. He's going to be dominating from an offensive perspective. Happy to go there. Kobe White, Wendell Carter, maybe even Garrett Temple. There is a ton going on in Chicago since half of the team is out. So load up on your bulls. It all looks good. And as an FSU guy, I'm always looking at Pat Williams. Uh, there you, you go. Know, guy I, that, I rostered you know, him a lot those first two games, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a guy that's going to be interesting to kind of see how he develops. Of course, on the Bucks, it's all we, you know, it's about Giannis. You're going to pay uh, eleven thousand on DK, eleven four over on Fanduel. Uh, Chris Middleton, seventy nine hundred on Fanduel, seventy seven hundred on DK. Drew Holiday is a guy I've been getting a lot of. Um, and you said three headed monster there, but also there there's some other guys in this Bucks team that I'm always looking at. DiVincenzo, uh, if I'm looking for a value play at center, Brooke Lopez. Uh, DiVincenzo is really interesting on FanDuel tonight, not picking up any love. Uh, he's 1% owned. I think that that should be more like 8 or 9. So at 4,800 for a guy that could play 30 minutes tonight, that's a spot I want to go. I'm happily getting to Drew Holiday. I'm happily getting to Giannis. Both of those guys uh, on FanDuel, at least, I expect to have in like north of 25% of my lineups. Big time core. You're worried about the blowout, I guess, but if Milwaukee blows out Chicago, I assume that it's on the back of Drew Holiday and Giannis and Chris Middleton. So I don't mind, like, it's not going to slow me down from rostering them. But Drew Holiday is the guy that I like the most coming out of Milwaukee. Just relative, like, ceiling, value, all of that combined, it's, it's probably Drew Holiday. 6,600 is just not enough for him. Yeah. 14 and a half is the number right now. Oof. Yeah, that's going to be. <laughs> I mean, on these days, this is always the one where we'll see chat just constantly being like, wow, this dude can't get into this game. Milwaukee's going to blow him out, and then the Bulls are going to win by nine. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen the crazy with the Knicks beating the, the Bucks by 20 a couple of days ago. I mean, I guess the question right. is, like, do you like Giannis more than you like Luka? I think that I do just because of the position. Uh, if we talk about it from a fan duel perspective, um, since they're, you know, one's a point guard, one's a power forward, I have Giannis in the optimal lineup at the power forward spot 27% of the time. I have Luca at 10%. I just don't see them as particularly close because I think that there's a lot more value at point guard than there is at power forward. After you get to like Thad Young at 3,700, you're kind of just paying up for everybody. Nas Reed also a part of it, but I think power forward is the spot where if you don't have Thad Young or Nas Reed, you're all the way at the top with Giannis, AD, Tatum, John Collins. Yeah, I'm with you on there. Anything else you want to talk about this game? Let me make sure that I'm not missing anybody that's slipping through the cracks. As I mentioned, DiVincenzo, but you're going to have to just work your way through pretty much all five of the starters for Chicago. Just pay close attention, um, you know, just because of the way that they're working Otto Porter back, the way that they're working Thad Young back. I don't know if anything weirder can happen for the Bulls just because of how thin they are. You know, no Markkanen, no Chandler Hutchison. I think that I'm uh, no Sadoransky either. Just keep an eye on that if we lose anybody else just from a rest perspective since they are on the back-to-back 
And talking about back-to-back, we got the Wizards on, on a back-to-back taking on the T-Wolves. No West Russell Westbrook. So it is uh, Chalk City for Neto uh, here, uh, yeah. 3,400 3, 3, on DK. It's Chalk City for him on DK. Um, you know, we just, you know, to me, it's like if you're, you know, if like for me in, in a three max, I'll put him in one lineup just because I know he's going to be so chalky. Yeah. Oh, he is going to be owned like crazy. DraftKings projected for 40% ownership. And I'm going to let you guys know right now at 3,400, I think that number is low. I also think that it might climb throughout the day, but I am all over net for 3,400. Uh, it really can't hurt you on DK and it can actually become a problem if you don't have him and that number gets high enough. Happily getting to him on FanDuel. This is where it's really weird. He's only projected for 9% ownership on FanDuel. $4,500 price tag, probably keeping people away a little bit. I'm pretty high on him today. So I want to go well north of that number. I love Thomas Bryant though. 5,800 on FanDuel, 6,300 on DK. That's another spot I'm loading up, probably double the public. Beal is the guy that I'm interested in here. I bumped his rates. I'm guessing I didn't bump them enough. I didn't think that he was going to get as much public ownership as he is. It is obviously a fantastic spot. Minnesota defense, terrible. I'm lighter on Beal than the public right now, and that makes me uncomfortable given this spot. I was actually going to ask you, say, were you were you going more than than the field in this one? I mean, 9,400 on DK over on FanDuel, 9,500. I mean, look, he's going to be the guy. And I remember watching them the other night when Westbrook wasn't playing. I mean, he's the guy who's just going to get all the looks. But I'm with you as well. I, I love Thomas Bryant in this position too. Oh, he's, it's going to be so good. So like 1.1 fantasy point per minute guy normally. I think it's going to be a little bit higher just from pace in this game, the defensive matchup, and the simple fact that, you don't have a 30 plus percent usage rate guy in Russell Westbrook out there. Uh, I think Brian is going to go under owned, even at 20% ownership on FanDuel, even at 12 and a half percent ownership on DraftKings. This is a guy that I'm going to have a lot more of. And I don't really see this scenario changing as we get closer to lock. Like his minutes are going to be what they are. There's not really anything that can happen in this game that would make you want Bryant less. I think that I'll just end up liking him even more. Ultimately, I'm just going to end up with a lot of these Wizards guys. But Neto on on DraftKings, it's as good as it gets. Number one contender today, too. And, of course, uh, you can always check out Josh's Contender Series video on our YouTube channel, also part of the podcast network as well. Looking on the Minnesota side of things, uh, you mentioned about Nas Reed a little bit earlier in the show. He's another guy that's going to be chalk at this point with with uh, KAT out. uh, 5,200 on DK over on FanDuel. He is 4,700 outside of Nas Reed. What interests you uh, with Minnesota here? Yeah, so I'm shocked to see how owned he is on FanDuel. He's clearly a fantastic value filling in for for Towns, but 56% feels just a hair high. Uh, I'd like to get to Malik Beasley. 5,200 on FanDuel seems perfectly reasonable. He's not getting any ownership on DraftKings at 5,800. I like him even more there just relative to uh, his ownership. But I think like D'Angelo Russell is going a little bit over-owned, hasn't been good so far this year. Ricky Rubio picking up a ton of ownership. I, um, that's not really a spot that I'm super interested in. I'm super light on this Minnesota side. I know that there's going to be a lot to go around with Cat out. I'm just not so sure that these guys are priced properly. Yeah, I mean, Russell should, with Cat out, score a ton of points. He should. Yeah. I mean, but like you look at this Minnesota team, I mean, Russell 7,500 is your most expensive player on, on terms of DK. Then your next one is Malik Weezy at 5,800. Yeah, uh, 
the the data on D'Angelo Russell so far this season has been pretty problematic with Towns out. Um, I thought I clicked on Minnesota there, but apparently I clicked on Cleveland. He's not on Cleveland. I'm not going to find him there. Uh, if I pull this up now and just take Towns off. Now, this is just for this year, so it's not a huge sample. 190 position, uh, possessions, 28% usage rate, 6% assist rate, 3% rebounding rate. He's not doing anything else and... Like I expected him to have an even bigger usage rate than 28% given this team. I'm not so sure that Russell is a spot that I want to go. I am a little light on him, but if he's going to be 27% owned on FanDuel or 24% owned on DraftKings, I think there are, are other options in that salary tier that I could just grab less ownership for. Of course, uh, you got to be following uh, at Osmo NBA on Twitter for all the latest breaking news. Help us get to 10,000 followers. And uh, we do have a little breaking news. We'll talk about uh, Michael Porter Jr. is out tonight when we talk about the Denver Nuggets due to tracing. Uh, so that's obviously part of uh, the world that we have to live in with, with COVID. And so we'll get into Denver here momentarily. Let's get over to the L.A. Lakers and the San Antonio Spurs. Of course, uh, the other night uh, with San Antonio, we, we were all on Pearl. Uh, Jock Pearl, we were all on, you know, all the Rose in the other night as well. Yeah. The Lakers, I mean, look, it, it starts with the, the big two. My, my thing is when I look at the Lakers, I'm like, okay, who is going to be the supporting cast member that goes out and gets 20 points? And it can, yeah. I, there's like six guys you could point to. Oh, it could, I mean, is today the day that Kuzma goes crazy? KCP, Wesley Matthews, maybe they play THT more. Uh, you never feel comfortable with who it's going to be. So I'm just going to do this. I'll roster Anthony Davis, 10,500 on FanDuel, 9,500 on DK, and at roughly 5% ownership on both sites. I mean, like San Antonio doesn't have anybody on this team to check him. It's certainly not Keldon Johnson if Keldon Johnson's starting at the four <laughs> alongside Anthony Davis. He should own this. Like if he wants to go out and destroy San Antonio, they don't have anybody that matches up with him. We'll see if he actually wants to do that during a regular season game, but I'm willing to take that chance, especially on DK. 9,500 is a silly price. Both he and LeBron haven't been doing as much so far this season, mm -hmm. and with good reason. They played as long as they possibly could last year. They got their ring. I understand coming into the regular season and not maybe giving it the full 100% right out of the gate. Uh, I can't ignore Anthony Davis today. He's being slept on as a stud. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I mean, I I, I like Dennis Schroeder, you know, because I, I mean, I've I've watched a fair amount of the Lakers this year. He's a guy I really like on this team. Uh, you know, I mean, look, Harold's got a potential to get you 15 rebounds, depending on how many minutes he plays. Uh, you know, you mentioned about Kuzma, KCP. You know, if if he's able to hit his jumpers there, um, you know, I I tend to prefer LeBron over AD most nights, just because he's a guy that he can get a triple double on any night. Um, over on, on San Antonio, like to me, this has got blowout written all over it, this game or, you know, but it is the NBA, you know, it always doesn't work out that way. Um, you know, DeRose at 7,300 on DK. I like that price more on DK than I do FanDuel. Yeah. Uh, he's already getting owned. That's sort of the problem. DeRozan already at 14% ownership. So while I do think that he's fine, it seems like everybody's already there and that's kind of unappealing. I don't really like this team at all on FanDuel unless you're trying to get like, a 2% random guy. It looks like Derek White should be back. I'm assuming Lonnie Walker is the guy that takes the biggest haircut from a minute's 
perspective, probably Devin Vassell as well. Uh, I don't know how many minutes Derek White is going to play in his first game back. I gave him 24. We're hoping that we get a little bit more news here. But with White back, that muddies things up a little bit more. I think DeJounte Murray looks okay, uh, not getting much ownership on FanDuel. But ultimately, I don't get the sense that I'm going to have much coming from the Spurs. Uh, This just doesn't feel like a great spot going up against L.A. Uh, then we mentioned about Denver, uh, the breaking news that, that Michael Porter Jr. is out due to tracing. So uh, I saw someone in Slack saying, Josh, time to remake that contenders video. Uh, but uh, now with Porter Jr. out, how does that kind of change your thought process on, on the Nugs? Yeah, that's it's it's kind of interesting. So it looks like we're going to get Jamichael Green back, even with Michael Porter out. I don't know how many minutes he can play. I gave him 16. So I think you see a little bump there. P.J. Dozier probably doesn't lose as many minutes now. He was playing, and I was expecting his minutes to go away for Jermichael Green. And now I think that Dozier probably just soaks that up. So we've been getting – obviously, Porter played a ton with Jamal Murray out. But, you know, I had Michael Porter at 28 minutes, so I need to find 28 minutes somewhere. I bump up Jermichael Green a little bit. I bump up P.J. Dozier a little bit. And I don't know. It's – Maybe RJ Hampton sees a couple minutes enough, not enough that like you care about him from a DFS perspective. I don't get the sense this is going to matter all that much. I don't think that it really opens anything up. Are you seeing something different? Like, do you, do you, do you have a lean for Denver with Porter out? Uh, I would probably, I think it, it would raise my shares in Murray and Jokic just because the ball is going to be more in, in their hands. Um, yeah. you know, you know, I, I just, that's where I kind of look at it. Um, I mean, I love Michael Porter jr. Um, I think he is a great piece for that nuggets as that third, you know, star for them. I mean, Jokic, I mean, the ball's going to run through, they're going to play that two man game. That's, yeah. That is the Denver offense. It's a two man game between Jokic and Murray. And can somebody get open, you know, to hit a jumper? I guess I should be a little bit more specific. I think this really changes things for Jamal Murray. Uh, so far this season, Murray's usage rate, 21.5%. Not really dominating the ball all that much. If you take Michael Porter Jr. off the floor, and again, this is just for this season, so these are limited samples. This is 52 possessions. Murray's back up over 30%. So I think that we can see a lot more facilitation coming from Murray. Um, so I probably spoke too soon in my assumption that I wouldn't do anything different. I think this is going to bump Murray a little bit more. And I have been a little heavy on Murray as of late for the season, but we've got him at 8% ownership before the news. That number is going to come up a little bit now with Porter out. And I think that'll be warranted. I was actually uh, liking him more than the current ownership. He's going to go up a little bit. So I'm thinking maybe like 15% Jamal Murray seems about right. I wouldn't be surprised to see the ownership end up there. Uh, Question from Slack was what about uh, Will Barton? I don't know if he soaks up all that much additional run. Uh, I'm more looking for the minutes in this case. Barton's 5K on FanDuel. He's 5,500 on DraftKings. If I look at just uh, the raw stats for when Porter is off the floor, Barton has played 102 possessions without him out there. 22% usage, no real change in his assist rate or uh, rebounding rate. 0.9 fantasy points per minute, which is exactly where Will Barton is normally. So I don't think that it really affects Porter. Uh, I don't think it really affects Barton with Porter being off from a like a rate standpoint. If he can get an extra two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, that's where you pick up the value. But I don't think it's going to move Will Barton into anything other than just like another interesting guy in the mid fives. Obviously, it's a small sample size. The Suns actually have the number one scoring defense in the league through five games, uh, just under 98 points. By the way, Denver on the other side, 
get up 120 points a game. So uh, that's something to pay attention to uh, as we look at, at Phoenix here. Um, obviously, Chris Paul has been a huge addition to them, finally giving the, them that point card that they needed with him. Um, you know, Give me uh, some thoughts on what you think about Phoenix here. Yeah, uh, this is my least favorite team of the slate. So wow, if I really? just add up all of the sim rates coming out, and this one's for DraftKings, no one has less aggregate optimal lineup percentages than the Phoenix Suns. Same story on FanDuel. No one's getting ownership here outside of Chris Paul, who is 12.5% owned on DK. I don't need it. He's just not doing as much for this team. He's shooting a little bit less. The assist rate's a little bit lower because you're still getting a little bit of facilitation from Devin Booker. I think all of these guys are just taking away from each other a little bit. That's great for the team, and it's great for winning. I don't necessarily think it's great for DFS. If you told me that I didn't have a share of any single Phoenix Sun tonight, that wouldn't surprise me. If you get to a little bit of Devin Booker, like you're never mad that you have someone with his sort of ceiling, but I don't think that he grades out as anything more than a guy that I would have in like one out of 20 lineups. Yeah, and the back-to-back for the Suns here. Uh, Let's move on to the Clippers and the Jazz. Uh, The thing with the Clippers has always got to be, you got to be paying attention to the news on, is Kawhi playing? Is he not playing? Is Paul George playing? Is he not playing? Um, Serge Ibaka is a guy that I'm looking. I tend to look at with this lineup. Uh, you know, nice salary on, on both sides. Lou Williams, you know, can go off for 20 points in any game. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Clippers? They're weird this year because no one's playing big minutes. You had Kawhi, Paul George, and Nick Batum play like north of 30 minutes on Christmas, but it's just a lot of like mid to high 20s. Maybe you get Kawhi to 32, 33, 34. Paul George at 7,800 on FanDuel, probably my favorite thing. Uh, These guys aren't all that far behind Phoenix, however, on DraftKings. I don't see myself having much coming from the Clippers, especially going up against a Utah team that, you know, it's it's not going to be fast-paced. A team with Rudy Gobert on the other side is never going to have, like, a huge pace. It's clearly a difficult defensive matchup, too. I'm mostly away from the Clippers other than Paul George on FanDuel. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, by the way, be sure to smash that like button. We got about five minutes here left in the show. We got almost 750 people watching us. Only 157 likes. We got to get that up over 200 easily before oh, we get yeah. out of here. If, if we're if it's not over 200 in the next 25 seconds, I might not even finish this show. <laughs> uh, in terms of uh, the Jazz, uh, what's your thoughts on the Jazz? I mean, you mentioned about you know the slow pace that they do play, but. Obviously, both sites, you know, you've got, you know, reasonable salaries. Yeah, $6,200 Mike Conley at the point guard spot on FanDuel. Seems like he's going a little underrepresented. He popped off uh, two or three games ago and was pretty essential to try to get to the top of a contest. I see. I I think that could be something you look at again. Boyan Bogdanovich is at 11% ownership on FanDuel right now. I'm not entirely sure why he's getting pushed up as much as he is. 5,200 seems fine, but... I don't see anybody standing out from the Jazz, at least on the FanDuel side, as anything other than like a flyer play. On the DK side, 6,800 Donovan Mitchell, I will just take my chances. He's owned. He's at 18% ownership, and I do think that's a little high, but that's the guy that you're getting to from Utah in this spot because 6,800 for him, if he is a little hot to start, he's not going to stop shooting. This could end up being a day where he takes, you know, 25 shot attempts. If he's getting to the line, even better. Um, he's just too cheap for what he's doing. He's $1,200 more expensive on FanDuel. The DraftKings price is just comical. 
Yeah. Uh, our final game of the night is Golden State and Portland. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the show about Golden State and obviously with Draymond Green, you know, how this can change the dynamic of this team. Watching this team without Draymond Green this year, I felt bad for Steph Curry. I mean, it's just Steph trying to get open for three. Kelly Oubre finally hit a jumper to the other night. Um, you hope he just doesn't take three-pointers at this point because good chance they're not – well, they aren't going in at all. Um, I think we all uh, were on that uh, Eric Pascal you know, train at game yeah. one, and then we all immediately got off that train. Um, I, I mean, look, when I watch Golden State, I like what I see out of James Wiseman. Um, but you know, you know, that salary is going to keep going up, but right now I still like, I mean, 5,300 on DK. I have no issue with it on DraftKings, especially given his current ownership. Um, Steph is the only person picking up any love on the DraftKings side and he's only at 10%, uh, on the FanDuel side, it's Wiggins and Steph, um, I, I don't like saying it out loud, but I understand the Wiggins love. Uh, I don't, I have comparable love, but it doesn't make me feel good. He's like one of my least favorite guys to roster. I think Kelly Oubre is going under-owned. I think this having Draymond back, just having another like good NBA player out there could help. And I just assume that at some point in time, he stops being a guy that's one for 20 from three and gets back to being like a league average shooter. I don't know what to do with Draymond today, though. Uh, minutes, rates... I got nothing. Uh, I gave him 26 minutes. I, I hope we get some news, but I mean, this game's at 1030. We might not know anything about Draymond until nine o'clock at night. Exactly. That's why for our premium members, you got to be in our Slack channels. News got to let you know. Uh, yeah. I, I'll tell you, my favorite channels are NBA breaking news, uh, you know, where you can see everything that, that comes out, what coaches are saying about it. You know, in terms of uh, the trailblazers, where's Dame Lillard stack up in terms of point guard plays for you tonight? <laughs> we have a lot to talk about here for Portland, so buckle up. <laughs> so I, I love Dame. Uh, 9,300 on FanDuel, one of my higher-ranked guys in the Sims. He's getting the ownership, though. He's at 21%. I think that's about where it should be. So Dame looks awesome. Uh, happy to get him on DraftKings. I really like Nurkic. His minutes have been really weird. I did bring his minutes down a little bit here, but he's 7K on FanDuel. He's 6,700 on DK. And in the grand scheme of things, I don't think that he would be super worried about the defensive matchup he'll get on the Golden State side. I know Wiseman's a big body. So is Yusuf Nurkic. And Yusuf Nurkic is a you know multi-year NBA player. Borderline uh, all-NBA type guy when he is healthy. But I haven't mentioned the guy that I like the most yet. And it appears that I am on an island for this one. I love CJ McCollum. He's expensive. 8K on FanDuel, 8,400 on DraftKings. He is wildly unowned to the point where I was honestly surprised. I started to think that he might just like be hurt today. <laughs> he had 30% usage in 28 minutes against the Clippers, took 17 shots and 11 threes. He's taken 11 threes, 11 threes, and 16 threes in his last three games. He's facilitating more. He has uh, 22 assists over those three games as well. I think he's changing his game up a little bit more. Still not getting to the line, which is something that I would want to see him do. But I think he is going to be a little bit more involved offensively than he normally was. And I think that bump in usage rate is really important here. I am very heavy on CJ McCollum. I'm going to have to walk it back a little bit so that I don't have CJ McCollum in 100% of my stuff as we get closer to lock. But I'm not afraid of the price tag and I'm happy to pay up to be contrarian just given the way that he's been playing so far, not to mention it's golden state and they have not been very good defensively. No, no, they are not a good team. I mean, yeah, it's, I, I love CJ McCall. I mean, you know, like my final thing on the blazers here, it's more of kind of that 
Robert Covington, Gary Trent, Mello, that kind of trifecta there of, you know, who should I be looking at the most? Oof. I've been getting a lot of Derek Jones Jr. as of late. He's already heavily owned at 4K on draft or on FanDuel today, 16% ownership. That's not a spot I would like to get to. I'd be more likely to go to Covington at 5,400. I think uh, Derek Jones Jr. is just a little bit overpriced for that spot. Uh, On the DK side, if Trent is playing, I'm relatively indifferent. And wow, Derek Jones is 20% owned on DraftKings. Um, Yeah, that... I don't think that I'm going to have much Derek Jones. I think that I'll find a value play elsewhere. Um, this just doesn't feel like the spot that I need to grab a 20% owned Derek Jones Jr. I am light on him, however. Alex has him projected significantly higher than I do right now. And, of course, uh, we'll see how everything goes on throughout the day. Of course, uh, don't forget, uh, NBA Deeper Dive starts 4.45 p.m. Eastern time today, then live before lock is at 6. Josh is going to continue the train going on to get you yes. ready for this weekend's NFL Week 17. A lot of games that don't mean much and some that mean a lot. As uh, It'll be fun. Look, it means a lot for me because i got to figure out who are the Bucks playing in Week 1. <laughs> that's what <laughs> it means go. for me. You know, where, where, am I, where are we going Week 1 of the playoffs? So that's, uh, that's, where, that, that's where my eyes are at. But uh, Josh will be joined by Alice to get you ready. So that is going to wrap it up. For the NBA Strategy Show, of course, uh, as you exit out, be sure to slam that thumbs up button. That's going to do it for us here on this Friday, January the 1st.